0: This evening, <clears throat> I'll offer a guided sit, a guided concentration practice sit. I ask that you <clears throat> just simply allow yourself this evening to enter into and experiment specifically with this way, this approach to developing concentration. Even if it's not your primary practice during this particular retreat, it will be helpful. Anyway, it's a very simple, uh, very direct, and potentially a uh, powerful practice. Though while it's simple, it's n- not really always so easy. <clears throat> This is a practice of a gentle, deep, and eventually profound letting go. Not clinging and not pushing away. Just very simply recognizing what's happening and very simply letting go. Which means not being attached or averse to anything such as silence or various other conditions within you or around you. Or to any of the experiences that come in through any of the six sense doors, including any results or fruits of concentration practice that show up. The development of concentration is hindered by getting stuck and identified with attachment to any bodily and mental experience, be it pleasant or be it unpleasant experience. No matter what else arises in consciousness, any body or mind consciousness, we practice with the simple, and gentle intention to not dwell anywhere but with the touch sensations of the in and out breath. At least at the beginning uh, and then ongoing for quite a while with this practice. We begin by making a heartful uh, simple and clear intention to make the breath, the touch sensations of the breath, your focus of attention. We're practicing Anapanasati, mindfulness of breathing. With each of the sense doors, eyes, ears, nose, tongue, touch, and the mind, thought, and all of these sensory information that comes to and through each of these sense doors. With this practice of developing concent- concentration, the intention is to, as I've already said, let go. And just very simply return to the breath. Let go, relax. And just simply return to the breath with interested, bright, and relaxed energy and attention. It's important to keep the mind and heart bright and spacious and not get involved with any bodily struggles anywhere. So we find an appropriate sitting posture, either on the floor or in a chair or possibly standing, that's okay too, where bodily comfort <clears throat> doesn't exist or at least is minimal. <clears throat> with this practice, struggling with body pain isn't a struggle worth engaging in. It keeps the attention we could say, rooted on a gross level. So right now, taking just a few moments to find a posture where bodily discomfort is either non-existent or is minimal. In in having a simple and a clear intention to make the breath, the touch sensations of the breath, the focus of attention, the practice asks us to develop the ability to stay with the object of attention, with the breath being this initial object. This is where the attention is focused. And this is the first step, and in some ways, the most important and most difficult step of the practice. Applying the attention. Applied thought, or vitaka in Pali, as it's classically called, with a clear intention to constantly return the attention to the breath at the nostril area. And very important, staying relaxed and interested in the process. This vitaka process may need to occur many times within a sit as we learn, as we train the mind to bring the attention to a connected, one pointed focus. Great patience is called for with this practice. Cultivating, learning patience is an ongoing and actually primary quality of mind and heart that happens with samatha practice, with concentration practice. Two other very important qualities of mind and heart that this uh, practice um, calls for and are developed through the practice are relaxation and wise effort. relaxation a really true relaxation has nothing to do with lethargy nothing to do with laziness it's an alert ease in body and mind wise effort with a bright and relaxed interest making an effort in your practice a wise effort in your practice not a tight, tense, over-efforting. Striving and lethargy will prohibit, actually, will not allow the development of concentration and the uh, emerging of a calm and developing tranquility. It's kind of like tuning a guitar. If the strings are too loose, the music will be out of tune. If the strings are too tight, they break. And in either case, we can't play. can't play the beautiful music of our practice. And just as any musician does, no matter how proficient they are, just as any musician does, in order to play the music of concentration, we need to tune up regularly. So, again, keeping it very simple. This practice of staying with the breath at the touching point as it brushes or touches either the top of the upper lip or around the nostrils. And we need to be willing to very simply let go of thought. It's sometimes talked about as willing to cut thought but it's more of a simple letting go. So the practice is to just briefly, lightly recognize that thought is occurring, and then just simply let it go, with the intention to not dwell anywhere except with the breath sensations at the touching point. And this needs to remain clear and firm, and again, but not tight with this practice. So now we'll take a moment to gently make a simple, clear intention to make the touch sensations of the breath at your nostrils, the nostril area, your focus of attention. And this meaning that we bring the attention to the breath sensation at the small space between the upper lip and the edge of the nostrils, or bringing the attention to the breath sensation just below the nose, or maybe at the edge of the nostrils, or at the, maybe the top of the upper lip. And for some people, even the place, the spot might be at the tip of the nose. So again, I encourage you this evening to try this way of practicing. So again, a simple intention, heartfelt intention to gently make the touch point, the touch sensations of the breath, your focus of attention. Intention is not a demand. Intention comes from the heart and and from some sense of understanding. This is valuable. This is my intention this evening. And so now taking some time to find your place of attention somewhere in this area. The place where at this point, this evening, you're most easily able to notice and to feel the sensations of the in and the out breath. checking around, experimenting, find that spot. And at this point, let the noticing be a general noticing. Keeping the attention clear and connected, but at the same time, soft and relaxed. Attention at what is called the Anupana spot or the touching point. And it's important, we're not hurrying. There's no hurry here. Taking your time. You have all the time you need. If it's helpful, you might want to reconnect briefly with your intention to learn this practice, your intention to learn this healing and beautiful practice. And now, mindfully, bringing attention, bringing mindfulness primarily to the sensations of the in-breath at your touching point. You'll notice maybe both in and out, but mindfulness primarily of the sensations of the in-breath at your touching point, now. Just simply notice what is there. (laughs) However it is, is perfect. There's nothing special or particular that you're supposed to be noticing. and now mindfulness primarily of the sensations of the outbreath <clears throat> excuse me outbreath at the touching point <clears throat> relaxed, receptive, interested. And now mindfulness of both the in and the out-breath at the touching point, just as it is, however it is. Don't follow the breath up into the nose. Or into the body or out of the body, as this will actually keep you from perfecting your concentration. Very simple at the touching point. In-breath, out-breath. <clears throat> Not trying to control it or make it any special way at all. Very simple, staying mindful, noticing how it is. Not a deep uh, investigative relationship, but a very open, receptive, interested mindfulness. keeping it very simple. Staying with the breath at the touching point as it brushes or touches either the top of the upper lip, the space between the nose and upper lip, or around the edges of the nostrils. This is what will enable you to move towards perfecting your concentration mm <clears throat> in relationship to thinking and wandering mind. As I mentioned a little while ago, this is a practice of a deep and eventually profound letting go. Not clinging, not pushing away. just very simply recognizing what's happening and very simply letting go which means not being attached and not being averse to anything any of the physical or mental phenomena that's occurring within you as well as various other conditions around you such as the sounds and the silence, which of course includes the experiences that come in through any of the six sense doors. And again, very important, including any results or fruits of concentration, of our concentration practice, that show up. We mindfully notice what's occurring, but with no attachment and no identification. And none of this is easy. That's why it's a practice. It's useful, very helpful now and ongoing throughout the practice to guard the sense doors, meaning to absorb only a minimum of sensory impressions. This certainly is not always so easy, as many of us have very strong habits of looking for and letting in many, many sensory impressions. In relationship to this practice of concentration, the importance of guarding the sense doors is that it cuts down the nutriments for thinking and for getting caught by or dwelling in thought. It's very worthwhile in terms of this development of the mind from this perspective. Very worthwhile as an aspect of the practice. I can assure you that the development, the strengthening and the deepening of concentration will be nurtured through practicing this way. So we engage in this practice of concentration of samatha in a more cloistered way than we may have practiced meditation previously. when you notice that the developing concentration is starting to crumble around the edges, or that maybe it's fading into wandering mind, or you notice that the focus of attention, concentration, is totally lost. With gentleness and the kindness of a patient heart, just simply renew your intention to come back to the breath. Renew your intention to focus with connection and clarity. And at the same time, with relaxed attention to the sensations of the in-breath and the out-breath at the touching point. At times the mind may easily get tired during the early stages of the practice. As it takes considerable effort, this practice takes considerable effort. If the mind gets too tired, then the practice becomes a struggle and it won't be successful. So it's really important to keep the energy balanced, bright, light, and high in order to stay out of the realm of struggle. Some people have such a long and strong habit of struggle that it may at first be hard to even recognize it as unskillful and unnecessary and then to just simply let it go. But in time, with wholesome intention, wise effort, and the heart of patience, the mind, the heart, will learn to stay out of or to gently let go of struggle. So again, continuing with a one-pointed, focused attention, applying and sustaining the attention on the breath at the Anapana spot in the area of the nostrils and upper lip. When the breath sensations are subtle, don't make the breath more obvious, as this will cause agitation, and your concentration won't develop. Just be aware of the breath as it is. And if it's not clear, simply wait patiently. Simply wait patiently for it where you last noticed it. You'll find that as you apply your mindfulness and wisdom in this way, the breath will reappear. And so we keep going with the practice, breath by breath. As concentration goes on developing, it's very natural that the breath becomes more and more subtle, not stronger and sharper. just before concentration starts to move into quite a deep place, when tranquility is clearly in place and is sustaining, a particular sign of concentration called the nimitta, which is an object that appears in the mind and is only purely perceived in the mind because of the developing concentration. When this is on the cusp of occurring, it hasn't yet occurred, but is on the cusp of occurring, the the breath may start to become very, very subtle and unclear, and sometimes People may even think that it's stopped. If this happens, you should keep your awareness where you last noticed the breath and very patiently stay present there, waiting for it. It will reappear. The venerable Pau Ak Sayadaw in relationship to this level and aspect of practice says this about the very subtle and seemingly disappearing breath. He says, a dead person, a fetus in the womb, a drowned person, maybe an unconscious person, a person in the fourth jhana, a person at the particular phase of enlightenment called the attainment of cessation, and a brahma. Only these six or seven types of people do not breathe. Reflect on the fact that you are not one of them. (laughs) That you are in reality breathing. And that it's just that your mindfulness is not strong enough at the moment for you to be aware of the very subtle breath at this point in your practice. Keeping the mind and heart bright and spacious, receptive and relaxed. Keeping it very simple, staying with the breath at the touching point as it brushes or touches the top of the upper lip, the area between the nostrils and upper lip or around the edges of the nostrils, as we practice with the simple intention to not dwell anywhere other than with the touch sensations of the in and the out breath. In closing our exploration and engagement with the Anapanasati practice uh, this evening, some words from the Buddha from the Samyutta Nikaya regarding Anapanasati practice. Bhikkhus, bhikkhunis, yogis, meditators, Mindfulness with breathing, anapanasati, that one has developed and makes much of, has great fruit and great benefit. Even I myself, before awakening, when not yet enlightened, while still a bodhisatta, a Buddha to be, lived in this dwelling, this way of life, for the most part. When I lived mainly in this dwelling, The body was not stressed, the eyes were not strained, and my mind was released from the asavas or the hindrances and unwholesome states through non-attachment. For this reason, should anyone wish, may my body not be stressed, may my eyes not be strained, may the mind be released from the hindrances and unwholesome states or the asavas, through non-attachment, then that person ought to attend carefully in the heart and mind to this mindfulness of breathing meditation.